Hi, pals. Welcome to Leaders Learning, a podcast of conversations with great leaders. I'm the host, Blaine Hill. About halfway through 2020, I wanted to hear from really strong leaders in the church about how they are leading in the many challenges of the year. This podcast is a result of those conversations. I have a favor to ask. If you could go to iTunes and give us a five-star review, that would help share the podcast, or maybe you could share it with someone directly. Today, our guest is Ben Sloan. Ben Sloan is the senior pastor of Lake Murray Presbyterian Church in Chapin, South Carolina, where he has served since 2004. Ben is committed to the church around the world, having visited congregations in Mexico, South Korea, Cuba, and South Sudan. He's also pastored tiny, small, and medium-sized congregations, and currently serves one of the largest rural congregations in the state. Ben is going to emphasize the need for flexibility, even as we hold fast to the person of Jesus Christ. This conversation was interesting to me because Ben is also my boss, so I've watched Ben lead for several years up close. It was fun to hear him talk about leading in such a challenging time. I hope you learned something helps you lead. So 2020 has had a lot of surprises for everyone. Have you been particularly surprised by anything in the church? I guess I was surprised most by when we finally did open the church up. We only had about 20% come. And that's been true for about all all of my colleagues. It's been about 20% attendance compared to what it was before the pandemic. I thought it would be more um, originally. Now I've just learned to expect it. But how people adapt to this thing, the, the pandemic, and how people are facing social unrest or interesting to me in what way people will go back to work and i I know many people who go back to work but they will not even come to the drive-in church and i just was a little bit some of the leaders are that way one of the i've seen people at parties who won't go to church (laughs) that's fascinating (laughs) i've seen people at at uh at uh, weddings and things and won't go to church. So maybe the, the special nature of a wedding or something is, is what drives them to that. Yeah. In church, I guess we're just considered ordinary, maybe. It's hard to know. <laughs> this year has held several large social upheavals. We had COVID. We've seen evidence of police just, injustice, social protest, civil unrest, and some very powerful political divisions. Well, I wonder what you've seen or learned about leading the church when you have combined challenges at hand. And, you know, and people are looking for things, too. So you have the murder hornets and you have uh, the sandstorm from the Sahara and you have three tropical storms in the, in the uh, oceans around the United States right now. So and, and some hurricanes. So. Uh, people are looking for things, and in a time of stress, I think that fuels division, um, and it fuels how people's tempers 
I know in South Sudan and, and before in South Korea, when they would have riots and even wars, it would be fueled in part by things like not enough food or poor political leading, stuff like that. So there, I mean, there are things that, that fuel the unrest. So, and how this happens and how do you do this in the church when you're trying to hold Republicans and Democrats together and trying to tell them not how to vote. Um, we live in a, in uh, one of the most Republican areas of the country. We do. And, and uh, the 20% Democrats of our, of our church are pretty vocal about, they want to be included too, and they have a right to be. And, and we have rabid and sensitive folks on both sides. So I, what I have to re remember is, is that I, and remind myself is I do not preach to please the Democrats and I do not preach to please Republicans. I try to preach according to the word of God. Now I know that's filtered by how I view things, but hopefully the Holy spirit will illumine and lead. Um, and try to be humble before scripture in that. Great. That's and be sensitive, one. being sensitive to it's a sensitive time. I think you raise a really interesting point in that the difficulty in one area may make people more sensitive in another area. Uh, there's a, a sort of feedback loop you seem to be su suggesting. And, and yeah. preaching in the midst of that loop, you can get it both coming and going. Yeah. What do you think the year has shown you about the life of Christian congregations more generally or Christian leadership more generally? Some of the people that I thought were really bold have not opened their churches up. Some of the people that I thought were not so bold have opened their churches up and were willing to go out and take a risk. And now, my philosophy is I want to be ready when the people are ready. So if the people are ready to come back, I want to have a place for them so they can come. But I've been surprised at some of, some of that in terms of leadership. There's a lot of talk about how to solve the racial issues, but I haven't seen. I mean, it's just more than pro. I, it's just. To really solve the racial issue, it has to be more than protests. It has to be really going out of your way to dialogue with somebody of a different race and try to understand on both sides. And um, take and for me to take responsibility of who I am to do that, everybody has to take responsibility for who they are to do more than just say I'm against this or I'm for that. That doesn't get us anywhere and it takes away from our already fragile unity. Uh, I have a two-sided question for you. What this year have you learned that is especially new or the flip side? Have you had something confirmed this year for you? I, I have uh learned um, that I'm not very good at 
the technology that I used to be good at <laughs> sometimes. And uh, I've learned that uh, a lot about live video and lighting and things that are microphones that I didn't really think I would ever care to know. I've also learned that there's a lot of uh, ways to reach people by, by going live, but I, did, I had no idea that so many people would be viewing in. So we've had about twice our regular attendance viewing in on a Sunday morning all the way through on average. And um, I didn't expect that. I've also learned that I have to be flexible. I, I guess this is the key. Um, I've said it. Whenever I go on a mission trip, I always tell people that are going with me, the number one rule of mission trips are to be flexible. Well, I think that's the number one rule of uh, of how to handle uh, pandemics and social unrest is to not say this is going to happen like this. It's not. So you just be flexible. And it um, takes a great deal of humility and the ability to say, thy will be done, not my will be done. If I can reflect a little bit, having watched, what, having watched you lead fairly early in this, you started to say that you were going to give up uh, your attempts at prophecy. You had <laughs> some right. certainty about how things were going to go in March and <clears throat> April. And uh, I noticed that you learned to give those things up because yes. they were, you were going to have to. You might as well not grip them. Too. Yeah, and any time that I've tried to say something that I thought it would be this way, it's, it's over three-fourths of the time has turned out wrong. So I realize I'm not a prophet, and by Deuteronomic rules, I should be shot at least three or four times. So, <laughs> Well, I, I won't bring that up. <laughs> I think you'll be okay. Um, so this year has been full of shifts. You've talked about some of those uh, that you've made and we've had to make here at Lake Murray. If thinking broadly in the church or specifically here, what do you think the biggest shifts you've noticed leaders of all kinds in the church having to make even beyond the church? And what has made those shifts successful or flip side again, what has made them hard to manage? Leadership is a big deal during a pandemic and during social unrest and during a presidential election year. And what I've found in the social unrest, there've been new leaders that have just popped up out of nowhere who are just willing to take a risk and lead. And I think that's going to be the way it is in the church. The people in the church who are willing to take risk and to step out in faith are going to be the leaders. And the people who shrink back, they're going to lose their leadership ability because they're not leading. They're leading to be safe, which is great. And there's a time to be safe, but there also is a time to step up. And, uh, and in the political segment, I think one of the questions that has to be answered is, if the Republicans win, is there a place for the Democrats in that country? And if the Democrats win, is there a place for the Republicans in that country? And how, so I know both Trump and Biden have talked about bringing unity, but um, for now, at least, most of, both of them 
while they're giving lip stuff to the unity, they both are seem to be polarizing in two different directions. And um, which worries me about will the other concede the election in November, whoever loses? Um, and how united will this country be? And can we really go forward? That's what I'm praying for, that God will, my prayer is that God will pull out a revival in all this and that uh, there will be a sense of unity somehow. Moving towards something more pragmatic, I'd like to ask, what practical suggestions do you make to leaders in the church, whether pastors or lay people? Adapt and be flexible, but also hold on to your basic principles of the Word of God. I mean, you can't lose who you are deep in your soul. So, for example, the gospel is is so important and can't lose that uh, while you're out changing how the gospel is relayed to other people. And I mean, in terms of uh, in social unrest, in terms of when people are afraid, or in terms of when people are too courageous and not understanding why anybody doesn't wear a mask, for example, um, or why anybody wears a mask. And, you know, I think there has to be uh, a lot of um, listening to the other point of view and adaptation to what's going on on the the outside, but holding on to the major principles on the inside. That's, That's always the rule. You can't lose who you are in the midst of the struggle. Well, I was going to ask you for a word of encouragement, but I think that's, uh, you've already answered that question for us. Well, if I had to say a word of encouragement is, uh, there, there's an old uh, song that says, hold on, I'm coming. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I, it's, it's not that I'm, I'm looking for the second coming around every corner, but I, but I do look for the presence of God in the midst of the pandemic, in the midst of the social unrest, in the midst of the different heartaches that people are having right now, not being able to visit a relative in the hospital, just believing that Jesus is there with that person. That's an important concept. So, yeah, God is coming. God shows himself in the eye of the hurricane. That's a good reminder, and I I certainly appreciate it, uh, both uh, in terms of eternity but now as well. Thanks so much, Ben. I hope you enjoyed the conversation and that you will join me next time. Please remember to give the podcast a review on iTunes. Five stars, please and thank you. If you know someone I should speak with on the Leaders Learning Podcast, send me an email to leaderslearning2020 at gmail.com. You can catch up on all of our conversations at our website, leaderslearning.net. God bless and hope to see you soon one way or another.